the word of the Lord from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me among them, and behold, there were many, very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. And he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from the graves. O oh, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O oh, my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation today comes from the Old Testament prophecy of Ezekiel that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for the fifth Sunday in Lent, Step by Step. She's an excellent counselor when it comes to grief. She lost her husband and really took it upon herself not to let that loss utterly define her her existence. I'm not saying it happened overnight, and I'm certainly not saying she figured it out short of significant pain along the way. But I am saying that she has become a great counselor to me over the years when I needed just a little extra help with someone in a unique grief situation. Not long ago, I needed her wisdom and came to her for help on one of her regularly scheduled visits. 
I had a newly grieving widow, and I knew that this particular person would know better than anyone how to help her best in her early stages of grief. She had a wonderful litany of suggestions that were all priceless for the inconsolable, but her last recommendation was the one that held me, and not just to mourn the death of a loved one, but for any challenge that lies ahead of us. And that simple recommendation was just take the next step. That means just mopping the floor or doing the laundry or simply cleaning the bathroom. Just do the next thing and then the next and then the next. In other words, keep moving. Don't stand still. Just keep going. A national tragedy, a nation at war, or a worldwide pandemic can be a lot like grief. You are looking at pain and suffering and you are downright scared how that will affect your future. You know it will never be the same. After it is all over and you can barely conceive of what to expect. It is in those times we all need to collectively just take the next step. Leaves still need to be raked. Cars need to be washed. The baby's diaper needs to be changed. The kids need to be fed. And the beds still need to be made. Even if you can't do anything about the pandemic, you can do something. Just keep stepping. I believe it was the eminent theologian Dory who said... Swimming, swimming, just keep swimming. And what did that get her? All the way across the ocean. I think we can all agree. The last two weeks have been challenging for most of us, to say the least. And that first step was just plain information. What are we faced with? What should we do? What will be the long-term implications of what we do? The deluge of information flooded our emails and our news servers, and we probably all felt a little overwhelmed trying to discern good from bad. Many of us likely checked our family, checked our TP reserves, thought about what working at home would look like, and simply readied ourselves for the next step. Then we found out we were working at home. Schools were closed. Churches were closed. Restaurants were closed. Nursing homes and hospitals were off limits. And now we no longer considered it. We lived it. Schools began to implement online education. Churches worshipped on Facebook Live. And email, Skype, and social networking became everyone's primary form of communication. Each step seemingly more daunting than the last, and yet we managed to get there somehow, and the sky has not fallen yet. We just kept taking the next step. Or as Dory would say, 
Swimming, swimming, just keep swimming. I don't know if you're swimming or drowning right now. But you don't need to despair and let the waves of doubt overwhelm you for the future. As we look to the prophecy of Ezekiel today, we see that the Lord was taking steps as well to ensure that we need not fear any troublesome future because his steps that he proactively took leads us to indisputable life in these uncertain times. The first step God took was assessing the situation himself and seeing that the whole of humanity was no better off than a pile of dry bones. We were as good as dead in the grand scheme of things. Our sins in this world made us utterly unworthy of eternal living. In fact, you couldn't find a spaghetti western with bones as dried in bleached, more incontrovertibly dead in the desert than the whole of humanity was before God. So God, actually, and in today's lesson, metaphorically, gathered those rattling bones together and asked Ezekiel, the other son of man, could, should, and would these bones live? Just like that. How would you like God to ask you if someone could, should, or even would live? Wow. To be the judge, jury, and executing commander under the authority of the almighty God of the universe. Yeah, sure, there might be some maniacal power-hungry tyrant that would want that. But most of us would never take that step. I think we can all agree you can never come back from that line once crossed. So I think most of us would do and say, just like Ezekiel did, Lord, only you can, you should, and you will. So, the Lord proves faithful. And with skin from heaven above, covering the sinews that made those bones connect together once again, risen from certain death by breathing into them the very breath of life, only God can give. It's a familiar scene. One you know all too well if you are familiar with the creation of the world. From the dust of the earth, God Almighty formed Adam. Just a clay figurine by all accounts. And then by the Spirit of God, his wind breathes life into the former dirt pie action figure and he became a living breathing man. Today's son of Adam, Ezekiel, reminds us again who gives us real life, the life only God can give, and without God, there is no life. Even after death, with our God, there is real life. Death does not end it for us. It is but the beginning of life eternal as we wait for that faithful day, that one will come for us and take us from our humble graves, ashes to ashes and dust to dust, to have life breathed into us again and live on 
in the new land without end. And we know who that is that comes to get us from verse 12 that showed us the graves would be open and his people would rise from them. Did you know that has already happened? The next step is already in our rear view mirror. On a day long ago, the graves were opened and not just the grave of a little girl that came back from the dead. Not just the grave of Lazarus that Jesus called him forth from. These incidents are easy for us to dismiss. Because Jesus did so many miracles that while they encourage us, they did not personally affect us. But there was another day when hundreds upon maybe even thousands of graves were opened all at once and the dead came out and they appeared to many because of the one who had come at the end of the age to open every grave endlessly to the very ends of the earth. Matthew chapter 27 verses 51 to 54 exploded onto the pages with this earth-shattering account saying, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs, after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. What a moment in time that fulfilled Ezekiel's prophecy perfectly. Just as God said it would be. So it was. The step-by-step -step intentionality of God cannot be underscored in these difficult times when we don't know what the next step should be. Because the next step for our Savior Jesus is always a step closer to that cross until the soldiers stepped up to nail him to it. So we would never have to step up and account for everything we have done wrong. Rather receive the life Jesus earned for us, stepping in on our behalf. And because we don't know, God always knows and orders our steps, for he alone knows the way. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.